0: Necessarily represent those of the management and staff of WTCA.
1: It's the What's Your Opinion Show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Baudorf and Rusty Nixon. off with a little Little, Beatles song. Little ditty. Yeah. I was going to use Helter Skelter, but I thought you might (laughs) take that wrong.
2: Uh, (laughs) Well, sometimes you feel that way. (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) Sometimes? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you feel that way.
1: Uh, Kevin Overmeyer with us this morning. Um, Morning, Rusty. Good morning. It's been a while. It's been a while. (laughs) Forty
2: uh, day matter, forty eight hours. Yeah, maybe. last Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, how you been? Of course, we had some help that day. <laughs> yeah, we, Mandy we, was in here. We so. did. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. I think I've only met
1: her once. So, oh, is that all? Yeah, she's been in one... Oh, Oh, wait a minute, twice. Right? When she ran, she came in to talk about uh, uh, the campaign. The campaign. And other than that, no, I haven't. Uh, it was only the second time we've ever ever met. Yeah. So, um and like you said, doing a great job. Doing a great
2: job. <sighs> I I talked to her yesterday and we may like to come back in sometime and just talk about Stellar. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, she's on that committee, isn't she? She's the treasurer of the Crossroads okay. team. Yeah. So, we may maybe I can get get Mandy and maybe Jenny or Marty Oosterbahn, and we come in and just talk about the where we were, where we started, and where we are at today with projects being done across like Argus and right. you know. So there's been a lot happening. Um, we have a Facebook page. You can go to the Facebook page and see what's going on. But maybe I can get a couple of the team to come in here one day. That, and, and that would we be can good talk about it.
1: That would be good because I know we talked a lot about that when it happened or yeah. as it was happening. Yeah, uh, and now that the actual real work is going on, to right. you don't talk about it as much because most of it is it happens in committee. It happens in all a lot stuff. of
2: it's There's quite a few projects that are done and completed. Right. So maybe I could get uh, Trend Weldy to come in from. Oh, Raymond. that'd be good. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. No, we. I'll I'll check your schedule. <laughs> <coughs> check my
1: schedule uh, yeah I have my schedule while overwhelmingly loaded is pretty easy to, to, deal, to, do, with. to yeah, deal with well I mean so far <coughs> as fitting things in I do yeah. the same things all the time every day but uh, you know there's always always break into it it's not like I'm important or anything hey
2: you're the main person here now
1: For the next, you know, 10 seconds till Kathy tells me what to do. Uh, But yeah, uh, she's doing so well. I mean, she's really doing well. Well, good. Um, I haven't seen her yet, but she's communicating with me regularly. I see. I I see. She still must be sitting at home doing stories. Yeah, she is. So uh, uh, that's good to know. Um, But anyway, Um, what's been.
2: What's been happening in your world?
3: Uh,
2: have a commissioner meeting Monday. Um, went to Indianapolis yesterday for part of the day. With, uh, I'm co-chair of the legislative committee for Commissioners Association. So we talked about our priorities for next year and um, finalizing that so we can give it to the, to the board and also to all of our members. And so... Talked about uh, some of the redistricting that happened mm-hmm, where yeah. there's been some that got uh, <laughs> taken out of, it will be probably be taken out because they had to combine some districts and sure. other things. And, you know, like here in Marsh County, Ryan Meschler's keeping German Township. We lost Stacey Donato, who was right. a state senator on the lower four townships of Marsh County. So now we have a new state Senator Mike Bohatchik, from Laporte County who will be taking over all of Marshall County except for German and Stark uh, Laport most of Laporte except for Michigan City then he's got uh, Lakeville uh, Walkerton and North Liberty so that will be his new district so no he never I mean, have you met him yet or he uh no
1: I have not. Uh, It's only been a few. But I did talk to him
2: yesterday on the phone. I reached out to a friend of mine who she knows him too. Right. So we talked yesterday afternoon for quite a while about he wants to come over here and start getting indoctrinated with Marshall County and start meeting, you know, some of our office holders and some other. And I think he said that this will take effect after the next election, which will be next year. So sure. Uh, so, changes coming. Uh, good thing is we'll still get to keep Jack Jordan, right? And uh, so, but
1: I I gotta be honest. I go back to the day I really miss uh, Ed Charbonneau. Ed Charbonneau. I mean, you're talking about a guy who did a lot for this county, and you
2: know. And before that, we had Vic Heinhold. right? Who so, yeah, moved to Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had Ed for a while, and then he got redistricted out.
1: Which, then you know, I was disappointed. He still keeps in touch with me.
2: Does he? He still remembers my
1: kids' birthdays. Really? So yeah. So yeah, I still you know yeah. I reach out to him. I know uh, Nathan went down and was a page for him. Oh, was he? Yeah. He you know he loved that. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I I kind of miss
2: him because yeah. he was
1: really good for the county. He
2: was. Yep. But and, then, a, and a good
1: guy too. That's uh-huh.
2: that's the thing. Um, so, our new state senator. He was a county commissioner twice over in Laporte County,
1: which uh, is good news because he's going to understand yeah, the what, local. Yeah, what
2: we go through. Yeah, uh, actually, he was voted in as the first time. I think he said he was voted in as Republican. Then the second time he got voted in, he got voted in as a Democrat.
1: <laughs> so you would guess maybe he's a moderate. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's my thinking. Yeah. You, you would guess maybe he's kind of middle of the road, which... <clears throat> why has that disappeared? In, 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 no. Not necessarily. I mean, locally, you guys are pretty we're not polarizing yeah you're not polarizing to people i mean you want the same things yeah um maybe the methods are different about how you go about it but there's not that yeah. you know you're you're black and i'm white um yeah. well i probably shouldn't have said you that, shouldn't have said that either um you know what i mean i mean yeah. it's not you're on opposite ends of the scale right um like I said, there. I mean, even within your own party, there are moments where we want to – this is the way it should be. Yeah, I don't know. And so I – why has it become that way that, you know, when you yeah. get further out from local politics, it's like it, there's no – there's a gap in there of hundreds
2: of miles. Why, why is that? Well, you have any I, ideas? I think, I think a lot of it is – here on the local level we don't have we don't have an a t t or we don't have a, <laughs> yeah, uh, a comcast or i'm i'm trying to think yeah. or a large uh health insurance lobbyist groups <laughs> we we don't have those you don't have we're, we're immune to all those type of, of firms so now when you go downstate you know that's a little bit you know there's uh interest groups that have things that they want to see that will benefit their organization and you have that same thing out in dc
1: so you're telling me that bp doesn't knock on your door every day and want some kind of legislation to help their oil drilling here in March. right
2: right yeah <laughs> We're going to open Memorial Forest up for drilling There you go. Yeah. So, uh, you know, oh, there's
1: a large natural shouldn't, gas. Shouldn't have said reserve. that
2: either because... Oh, now uh, everybody's going to say, yeah. Overmeyer wants to <laughs> open
1: the Memorial Forest for oil drilling. I guarantee it's you all, somebody's going to put, put that on the... Down.
2: It's mostly sand down there, so...
1: <laughs> somebody's going to put that on the internet. I guarantee you. Uh, yeah, yeah I, You can't and, say
2: anything in jest <laughs> no
1: No? No, because here's a, the problem on this show is I got accused of being an atheist for years. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I made the comment, I am an atheist, I'm from Indiana, and I don't believe in basketball. Oh. So that was the comment I made. <laughs> and then, you know, and I we had a caller one time, who said, well, the atheist's sitting there. I'm <laughs> like, what? What? <laughs> That's news to me. Yeah. Um. It's, so people are getting in and out of their cars and they only hear what they oh, want to hear. Yeah. yeah. All they heard getting into the car was, was you know, atheist. open open the nation open the forest to uh, oil drilling. What? Yeah. I don't know if I'm for. I don't know. It's crazy. And I contend the other part of that is that um when I go to the grocery store, it's a good chance I'm going to run into you. And I'm going to say, look, I don't, you know, I you don't want
2: oil, right, oil. I don't want drilling. oil
1: in the national forest. Yeah. So yeah, but you know, you have to be more responsible to the people who voted you in because you're going to see them every day, um, and they're going to let you know, if, yep. if they're not
2: happy. I was just kidding, folks. <laughs> yeah. So, we- okay. <laughs> There'll be- probably be 50 people in the commission meeting Monday. <laughs>
1: We don't want oil drilling want in oil. our oil. neighborhood.
2: Now, Greg Hilderman might make, like it. He, he, you know, he might call here. He in a might call and, in and say, yeah. "What? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You going to infringe on my property down there?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, just yeah. kidding, Greg. If you're listening,
1: we are just we're just kidding. It was an. It was an, uh, uh, an analogy <laughs> completely grabbed out of thin air for no other reason than that was the first thing. that Popped in my head. We thought of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, do you have some guests coming in today? We do a little bit later. Wait, Chuck, Chuck's going to be here. Chuck Bowen's going to be here. We're going to talk a little uh, baseball. They want to bring a, a team here to uh, uh, the area. Um, I got to admit, I don't know a lot about it. I don't know anything about um, I'm immersed in other things um at this point. Like football. Um so we'll we'll find out about that. Yeah. We'll talk about it.
2: Um I may have to cut out a little money. Well, yeah. I don't know yet.
1: You got other responsibilities. Oh, yeah. so you're you're still trying to figure out if you have uh Okay. I, I'm just not going to ask you what it is. You okay. didn't offer it last <laughs> night, so I'm not going. I'm not going to ask you what your appointment is at that point. But uh, you got something besides having to go down to the whistle stop. So yep. The other night I almost stopped in. If I'd had time, I would have. Oh. Okay. I was going to. Why was I going to? Oh, I was covering the uh, uh, um. something at the academy. Yeah, uh, tennis regional. Bremen won the oh. tennis regional. I had to get out. and. and uh, they play that inside? No, it was outside that night. Oh, um, was it? They beat the rain, oh, which wow. is amazing because it came later. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they beat the rain, I think it was Wednesday night. Yeah, last Wednesday night. And I was on my way down, and as always, I was running late. Yeah, and I didn't know where I was going because I'd never been to the tennis complex there. Which, when I got there, was you can't
2: miss it from the highway because all the light, the light towers. I saw there. the light, but I couldn't <laughs> find the road. I think it's off a of tent is isn't it? Yeah, but it's like a dirt
1: road. I mean, mm-hmm. it was. <laughs> it is <laughs> like, a dirt road. I had to ask one of the students. I'm like, "Is this a road? <laughs> oh yeah." I was one... Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was really weird. And somehow I got there on time. But I'm going to stop in on my way down. I've never been into your place. Oh,
2: okay. You have Um, to stop down sometime. I
1: do. Um, I mean, I I can see from, and when I was going back, it was already closed, obviously, but uh, you got a lot of stuff in there. I mean, you could have
2: called and made an appointment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So you would have come back and opened the doors for me? That would have, that shows I got pulled, Thank you, (laughs) Yeah, It does, yeah. (laughs) I got
2: I got juice in this town. I don't know where it's going to get you, but... (laughs) It's not going to get me anywhere,
1: I guarantee you.
2: I saw... uh, Looked at your news this morning. Mm -hmm. I saw where Governor Holcomb was over at Bass Lake eating at the Harbor House. he was. Big announcement over there yesterday. Yes. Uh, Huge, huge solar farm. Yeah? Now, is that the Israeli... Company that's coming in, or well, I I didn't know any more about until I read the story that Kathy did. It it is an Israeli company, I believe. Yeah, yeah. thirteen thousand acres. Which, is, reading the story, that's just maybe phase one. Wow, because uh, I was told by the. uh One of the attorney, the attorney for Pulaski County that they're looking at 20,000 acres altogether. Wow. That's, you know. And and look what we've been dealing with for the last three or four days. There's no sun. (laughs) Maybe you can make energy out of rain. Maybe in Uh, clouds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I don't mean to jump off on Stark County business, but with my wife now as the editor of the Knox newspaper. Oh, is she? Uh, yeah, she. Uh, the, <clears throat> we the, were talking about that. Yeah, she oh. couldn't. She couldn't get away yesterday to get down there. I think Jim Master went down there for the paper. Oh, um, but she's covering something this weekend in North Judson, which I really think this is a great idea. And it was interesting to me, they're going to have, you know, the uh, show Shark Tank with yeah, all the, yeah. the investors that come in and they have yeah. these people come in and pitch their, their new uh, business and whether they'll get involved. They're doing a similar thing locally. They got a bunch of businesses and they've found an invest some investors, like I guess one of them is going to give them free rent for a year or whatever to start their business in North Judson. Oh, wow. Um, and I, I we got to talk about that. I said that's a great, great idea. idea. Um, and it's open to the public. People can come and watch and see. But there, there's a group of folks that want to start their own business, and they've got people who said, "Okay, we'll help them." Uh, and they're going to decide which one gets they're going to support support. Um, and I'm I'm I started thinking. I said that's you know, if got I've got an empty building wherever, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you a, a, a year. year's free rent, you know, if you stay. It's a boon for me. That's if right. not, I got somebody in there that's going to draw them to that building. Right. So, you know, uh, I just thought that was a great idea. That is. Um, and it also gets the public involved.
2: I mean, yep. and that helps the business because yeah, then they're going to know it's there. Well, and it helps those people that have ideas. that Right. Wouldn't stand, you know, well, snowballs Yeah, to get their idea <laughs> off the ground. Yeah, so she's
1: going to be covering that. And I thought, you know, as we're driving, that, I kept sitting there thinking, that's just a great that, idea. That is a
2: great idea. Um,
1: but that's going to be going on in North Judson. Wow. Uh, and it's a big deal down there. Obviously, it's a big oh, I deal bet. down there. Um, but I, you know, and she, uh, she said that... Uh, You know, she, and once again, she's the editor, so she's supposed to be on the Chamber of Commerce news list or whatever. But, um, she says it's up and coming. And he said, you know, we, we see all these unemployment numbers and all that stuff, but they're really working hard down there to, to
2: change all that. Is that, through the Economic Development Corporation in Stark County, or is it just through North Judson?
1: I'm not sure. Well, the North Judson thing, I don't know. But she says in Knox are doing all kinds of things to to try to get business, to try to get that quality of life thing going. Because, uh, you know, and she says they're up and coming. I guess the, you know, she did a story the other day. Once again, it's not Stark County news. I just somehow ended up on this. but. The, uh, <laughs> um, what is it? Uh, IST or one of the businesses over that's doing all the uh, work with NipSCO and everybody? They're not NipSCO, but um, the uh, oh, I wish I could remember. But you know, it's all Knox guys. They wow. started it, and they're getting government contracts over there and everything else. So they're really trying to push jobs, that, jobs, and new business and everything else. But once again, their unemployment has been yeah. way up there. I mean, even before the pandemic, it Uh was way up there. So, uh, she says, "It seems to me they're really up and coming,
2: trying to. They're really trying to get new things going on." Well, when we uh, won Stellar Stark County, I think they came in second. Yeah, and I think they were awarded fifty. I think it got fifty thousand dollars or something from Okra. So, you know,
1: and that's good for us.
2: And they, and you know, we. Saw their plan and stuff, yeah. and, and it was good too, right? And I'm, th- you know,
1: and you guys have talked about, you know, everybody in Marshall County—that's good news, yeah. But the surrounding counties is, is good, good news, news for us too. For us too, that's right. Um, you know, I I think that it's come a long way. I remember the old days <laughs> when. Yeah. You know, if you were from Plymouth, nobody in Bremen would talk to you, or nobody in yeah. Argus would tell ah, You're an outsider. He's yeah. that's changed drastically, and people are beginning to realize we're all hooked
2: together. Yeah, I, uh, you yeah. know, back in the day, it was uh, a little bit different. <laughs> maybe a little bit rougher i'm gonna even tell you from the
1: sports point of view it was was a lot rougher rougher, because you were the plymouth paper
2: what are you doing here you know that kind of thing and i don't know it's it's changed culver basketball back in the day harold weinberg (laughs) jim um okay so when culver first consolidated you know they brought Lyers, Ford, Monterey, and Culver right. together. Yeah. And, you know, they had John Spinar, who went on to play down at Tulane University, Rick Pugh, John uh, John Walmsley, and John yeah. Bauer and some of them. And I remember going over to Knox and Culver, and that was a oh, yeah. rough game. I'm sure. That's when uh, Denny Garland was playing for Knox, if you know Denny. I don't know Denny. Yeah. Um, I know. I saw the, Jerry Johnson a while back over at uh, Sporties in Bass Lake. You know Jerry Johnson? No, I
1: don't know Jerry Johnson. He
2: played for Knox. He played for Purdue. He played against Lou Alcindor when Purdue and UCLA played for the championship. He was on the floor. Back in the day, he was I'm probably six nine.
1: I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna tell you.
2: You're not that old. <laughs> no,
1: I'm going to tell you. I watched that game on TV because I was a really big Rick Mount fan. Oh, I was, yeah,
2: really
1: big Rick Mount. Fan. He, he was, had a three yeah. point line back in that. Yeah, day. he was my hero. Yeah, um, he,
2: and he obliterated everything.
1: I was really, really angry when UCLA won that. But yep. uh, yeah, I was. I was not in junior hockey. High- <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's a. Yeah, it's a little before my time. But you're not that much old. You couldn't have been that old when that was going on. You couldn't have been much more than maybe junior that, high age. Yeah, I was, uh, what year was that, 68? Uh, I think so, somewhere around there. 10, 12. Yeah, 12, see, I was 12. only seven years old when yeah, that happened. I was probably 12. But I had a Rick Mount basketball and that. The whole nine yards, man. And then when he went to the Pacers, I was yeah, like, I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, somebody just sent us a text. Uh, what about the solar system on First Road in Bremen? Uh, they wonder how they got the property for that, and they want. They, do you know anything about that? We have
2: not. You know, there's one down around West of Baroque. I know this summer that they were putting some iron in the ground for testing and stability of the ground, but nobody has come to plan commission, commissioners, or anything at this point in time yet. So, um, they they have people out there uh, that are working on land. Mm-hmm. So. If you have a thousand acres and I'm a land agent, and here's we want an option on your land, um, they, you as a property owner can sign that. And, and but it's, there's still along, there's still a lot of steps that they have to go through. I, I think this one over in Plaska was, I think that's been a two or three, two or three year project over there. Sure, because uh, in downtown Winnemack, There was the solar, which I don't remember the name of it. They had an office there. Right. And next door to their office was an office that was against solar. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but apparently, uh, Pulaski and Stark County Board of Commissioners and planning and everybody else came together and did it. But I, I have not. I didn't even know, I had not heard anything about the one up on the First Road. And that's what
1: they're saying. They seem it was like under the table, What, what what's going on there.
2: Yeah. Could just, you do, do that, that privately? They're still going to have to come to somebody um, to allow that. Um, I don't know if they have to go through the Board of Zoning Appeals, because um, I'm not on that board, I'm not on the Planning Commission. Uh, so uh that's out of my wheelhouse, but <laughs> at some point in time they're going to have to come in and- ad- address this with the commissioners at some point in time because we're not going to go back through what we did with nipsco and Parr when they brought those power lines in right there's going to be a bond that's going to be put up for the roads, and so when they have, start yeah. crossing our right of ways and stuff they gotta come in and get permission so to the person that texted you yeah. they have not come before any boards to my knowledge
1: now my question is though i mean it was like with the windmill issue you could have privately put those up on. you could your put property. that
2: on your own property but for a farm yeah we didn't we did not allow that in the county because again that was down Towards the Culver Baroque area because there's a substation down there at NIPSCO has right. They're gonna that's where they're gonna take their power to. But we had so many people in the Culver area, especially around Lake Max and Cucky. Sure. Uh, that did not want to look at them. You know, it, it was you know we had a room full of. I don't know if you were still going to the meetings in. The solar not, meetings, no, the wind. Oh turbine. no,
1: the the oh uh, yeah, because I remember the guy who had his models that he brought in. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but he had the little, the the wind turbines, turbines or whatever they are. You know, he was demonstrating this and that. Yeah. I, wasn't he a teacher somewhere? I, thought, I don't but, remember. Yeah, I just I remember that. You know, he came in with models every yeah. time he would talk. So uh, I remember that, but. Uh, Um, in this case, it's, I don't know. I can't, I can't, it doesn't say if it's already there or not, but could it be
2: a private operation that somebody set up? If it's for their own use, we don't, you know, that's your own business if it's on your own property, but there's a difference between that and a farm. Right.
1: Well, and... An outside corporation coming in would need to have you guys' approval in order to. Yeah, do they that. would.
2: And um, I think that. Because we know once this electric is generated, it's not going to stay here. No. No. <laughs> no. Um, it's going to go on the grid and it's yeah. going to go. where bidding war. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. But I think if it does happen, and if they do come in, I think there's some things that we could do as a county. To um, I know that there are other counties that Barnes and Thornburg, who's an attorney out of um, Indianapolis, and they have an office up in South Bend. But right. I know that there have been some counties where, like over in Benton and White counties, where Barnes and Thornburg they negotiated. A money to come back into the counties that is generated off of those wind turbines and right. solar farms, so there you know there could be an advantage for our economic development corporation that the funding could come through those farms or wherever those solar farms right. and government wouldn't have to fund that anymore that they would be able to be funded through an agreement between wind, solar or whoever that, you know, this is how much we are anticipating coming into our EDC or into the county's general fund too. Right. So, but um, nobody's approached county commissioners or anybody yet. So this this is the first time I've heard about the one up on right. First Road. So if it's a private, if
1: somebody's doing that for their own private whatever there's really they don't have to
2: I'm assuming is what you're telling me. Well, they still have to have setbacks right exactly from the property lines yeah. and you know you can't. So but uh, I have not heard anything on a Ty adley or right. anybody from BZA or plan commission.
1: Well, I'm sure if they're listening right now they're like what? Yeah, they're probably all saying That's kind of what the the, the uh was implying is what? Mm-hmm. You know why is this going um I think that, you know, the thing about it was, is during the wind farm thing, it was made pretty clear by the uh, zoning folks. Any of the meetings I went to was that really wasn't – Plymouth, Indiana, or Marshall County is not like a wind farm prime
2: location. I don't think the prevailing winds (laughs) – you know, down in Benton in that area there over by Illinois. Right. They have prevailing winds sure. that come through there and, and I don't But don't it's wide our, open. Yeah, it's wide open. And I don't think our prevailing winds are as prominent as what they are down there.
1: And I know down over by Muncie, there's those huge, yeah. and up
2: by and over in, Fort Wayne or wherever, as yeah, you go over in the, the Ohio side, line. In the Ohio line, there's a ton of them oh, yeah. along the toll road over there. Been through those. Yeah.
1: Um, but that was never going to happen here, because no, it, it, it wouldn't be feasible to do that here.
2: No, and, you know, the population is too, too big, and... You know, a lot of the people from around Lake Max, they, you know, oh yeah, there's, believe it or not, there's quite a few eagles, bald eagles down there around Lake in the in the Menominee uh, wetland down there on the south side by Venetian Village. Been wanting to see one, so thank you for telling me that. Yeah. Um,
1: but you know, solar is that a different animal?
2: I mean, the sun shines everywhere. Not here today. It doesn't. (laughs) 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 When was the last time you saw the sun here, Rusty? In the studio, uh, or, outside. In, or outside, even outside. <laughs> in the studio, I've never you seen never the see, sun. You can't even see outside.
1: I can't. I don't get prevailing winds in here no, either, except for out. the fan down <laughs> here trying to keep it cool. Uh, no, I, I just there, and there isn't a lot of open land. It seems no. to me you need. I don't want to say vast
2: area, but you need a big area I to put one in. The one down there west of Baroque is, I think, they have options on thirteen to fifteen hundred acres. Okay, but that's just an option. So you know, they're still. Well, they still got to figure out. Want, yeah, they yeah. Can figure
1: out if they can do it. Yeah, and then they got to go before you guys do it.
2: That's they go before somebody. So.
1: Yeah, and this one, I think they were like, how did they do that without going before somebody? Yep. So I'm assuming that it's already a done deal. And you, I mean, obviously, I'm, you're probably going to leave the studio and ask a
2: question. I'm going to say, what the heck is going on there? <laughs> uh... First Road, that's uh, Stan Klotz's district. Maybe he knows something about it. Okay, we could we can do
1: that. Um,
2: uh, this Are you is reading the, again? Yeah,
1: I'm reading again. This That's what is, I thought. This is a different animal. Oh, okay. Uh, letter in the Pilot News complaining about the Harlem Clinic. When were they bought, about, uh, bought out by St. Joe? Well, I know exactly when because we had stories on it and i don't know that it's the hollem clinic i think they bought the liplex the fitness place i'm not sure i know that's but i know we had a story on it and said why doesn't that make the local news as far as i know it did um so i don't know that's been a long time
2: ago it's been over a year hasn't it yeah i think uh i think st joe bought the practice yeah. But Dr. Holm kept the building.
1: Okay. But they've got For everything else inside.
2: Right. From my understanding, yeah. but I, I, don't, I wasn't involved in it. Yeah. And, you know, really what Doc did, that is kind of his business.
1: <laughs> I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't know the details, but I know we we had stories. The pilot had stories. It wasn't like it never got published. On, never got put in the local news it was in the local news you probably just missed it so you know (laughs) Uh, okay this person says they're grandfathering in that farm near the the solar system by the hospital I'm assuming you know nothing about it so I'm going to say that the questions are going to be asked texter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> feeling that's by gonna... the hospital. Yeah. Or the solar system by the hospital is what it says. So, by the hospital. No, in Bremen. Bremen, that's what I'm oh. talking about. Oh, yeah. In I'm sorry. We shifted back to the the solar thing. I'm sorry.
2: Is that being put on the hospital's property I, or
1: I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know either, but those those are questions I'm sure they're going to get <laughs> to.
2: I hope my phone starts when I get out here so yeah. I can start calling. Yeah, start making some calls. But,
1: yeah, that's uh, obviously it's something that happened without uh... – okay, they say it's not on hospital property.
2: Oh, I still don't know anything about it.
1: Yeah. I'm sure you will by the end of the day.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Knowing you, I'm sure you will know by the end of the day
1: about that. See, and that's the thing that, that kind of is interesting – they obviously didn't come before the county, so I don't know how big it is either. So I don't know. But if, Again, it's, I, if, if it's a private went, concern...
2: Maybe they went to the town of Bremen, if that's in Bremen's two-mile zone. I have no idea. See, I, I have yeah. no idea either. But,
1: you know, we'll find out. Or you'll find out. I won't find out. I don't you know You can't doesn't. get out of your hole in there. No, I can't get out of this sunless <laughs> middle studio that has no wind other than the fan and No sun. No sun. Other than the wonderful Lighting. Lighting. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I live. It's my life. Uh, I think I'm gonna give something away
2: at this point. Let's give this show away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, i got I, i'm i'm just gonna blow right past that if you don't mind no that's uh, okay go right yeah, ahead thank you um we are going to give away a pizza bills gifts you, you've been to pizza bills i've been to pizza bills they got a candy store now did you know I, that you've
2: really? been in there for that i love their strong bullies oh
1: subs yeah with me it's the sub uh Great pizza too. Pizza ain't bad, nah. And see, it's like I, I tell people on the weekend, it's usually pizza and a sub. Um, my excuse is my kids are home, but nah. <laughs> I'm just doing both of them. That's that's what. Because I can't make up my mind on the which weekend. one. Yeah. During the week, it's usually lunch, so it's like, eh, I got to uh, go a little lighter. But when I'm at weekends. home, I'm at home watching football on the weekend. I can't eat whatever I want. So, uh, anyway, we got $15 uh, at Pizza Bill's. You can use it however you like. You can buy candy if you want. I'm sure they wouldn't mind about that. And we're going to give that to caller number, better hurry, caller number 3. Caller 3 at 936-4096. 936-4096. Caller 3 is going to get a $15 gift certificate at to your doorstep the pilot news
4: the bell bp station at the corner of michigan and jefferson streets in downtown plymouth not only provides bp fuel to keep you moving down the road but they can also keep you moving throughout the day some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic all grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easy going for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Quencher, two for $350, or the new Buy a Boost. It's a wonder water, a plant based energy drink. Two for $4. Check out the Belmart Coffee Bar with hyper-caffeinated Jamaica Me Crazy blueberry muffin or decaf coffee. Plymouth Belmart BP opens at 4 a.m. for all you early birds.
0: Radio the way it should be. FM 106.1 and AM 1050.
5: WTCA.
1: It's Friday night, so everything is popping I got 10 to on the head So
0: let the games begin Yakety yak Don't talk back or a song Calling up Earl on the car phone
4: Get your cell phone out and dial 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647 and be a part of the show. Now let's get back to What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana.
1: Congratulations to uh, Matt Matt's the Matt Why is the uh, winner.
2: <laughs> Good thing we are not on there. <laughs> you can ask On ice TV. cube
1: you can ask ice cube to go with you to uh oh is that, who that uh, yeah. pizza, bills? pizza bills ice if cube would. would be he'd love pizza bills he would i love him <laughs> i don't know i just i i do i do
2: uh had to play that your on friday the guest over there were kind of I, I was gonna say chuck too. chuck
1: you're
5: a big uh you're a big ice cube fan right we were freestyling here but well, i mean you now you turn the mic on <laughs> 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 uh chuck i know you obviously don't know your friend here so who is that
6: I am uh, Sean Harper. I am sure. the manager okay. of the Mishawaka Brewers that became the Michigan Brewers.
1: Okay. Uh, so we're talking baseball here. Yes,
6: sir. Um, let's start. Who are the Michigan Brewers? Well, back in 2004, I started a team with some friends from high school and college and some ex-minor leaguers. And we decided that we wanted to play ball after I had had two shoulder surgeries and (laughs) lost my pro tryout. So I was a million woulda, coulda, shoulda, wouldas. (laughs) But they said I would never play again, so I decided to start my own team. And then as we all got older and life evolved, the team changed. And I decided that I wanted to go younger and get get the younger kids so it would last longer. Uh, We just wrapped up in 2020. We had our best season ever at 26-9 and and took a year off to get rejuvenated and make some changes, and Chuck pitched on the team a couple years before that, and he came to me, and let's see if we can't get this thing restarted and possibly go down to the Plymouth community and see what they have to offer, because we know that, you know, after you graduate high school in Plymouth High School, you know, your seniors and your kids that graduated before that to went away to school and come back home in the summer, they have nowhere to play. Right. So, unfortunately, I mean, I'm sure Plymouth can respect this conversation, but South Bend is, does not take care of their diamonds at all. So I had Division One kids, ex-minor leaguers, playing on Bain Park up in South Bend, and you compare that to what you got down here at Nixon Field and they're, they're night and day. So, in my opinion, why not have the cream-of-the-crop semi-pro amateur team playing on the cream-of-the-crop diamond in this area? Um, now let me ask you this. I I've been out of everything in
1: baseball for about 5 6 years I haven't really been involved at all at any level um, I know that uh, up at uh, Whiting they have a it's like a college team is this this the kind of thing that It's that- similar.
6: It's similar. Now we're a part of an organization called the National Amateur Baseball Federation NABF so anybody can get on the internet and check out that nabf.com Our age group is considered the unlimited major so that we can use college kids and any of the ex-minor leaguers from this area that still want to play ball. There is a league just for college, but you can't use those ex-minor leaguers. Right. So there's plenty of people that graduate college and can still play baseball at a high level, but they didn't go on to pro, they, you know, they didn't do anything specific. Life took them in a different direction. So by doing what we're doing this way, we can encompass everybody. We don't normally take juniors in high school who are going into their senior year because you know they're still trying to get Promoted for college, right? But the seniors, when they graduate, they've already made their decision. So they they might be home that summer. The college may grab them for their summer program. But the point of our program is to give high school seniors who graduate and the community area any like we know for sure that there's Manchester kids from this area who come home and have nowhere to play. Right. So we're going to start wrapping our arms around that. And simply, all we want it is a community to wrap their arms around us.
1: Now, you mentioned juniors. I mean, is part of that the fact that they would be ineligible for their senior year since the IHSA? Hey, really? Is, are you have some relationship? that?
6: No, and they wouldn't be ineligible. Um, now, if they got caught trying to play with us, let's, let's just say that our season coincided with the high school season and they skipped a high school game to play with us. Oh, they'd probably be in big trouble. Well, first of all, I wouldn't let it happen. Right. You know, when it comes summertime, their, their season's over. So we fill the gap um you used to have a legion team here in town right um and i chuck will speak more to that because he played for the legion team but there's a certain age where you where you age out and then you have nowhere to go in the
1: legion program right right
6: so now that the legion program's gone we kind of fill that void again another void in this community that we could fill
1: okay so there is no eligibility problem with that if if they were younger I'm no. just bringing that no, up. No, no, and,
6: and really it's more of a maturity side. You okay. Know, a junior – if if a junior has all the physical characteristics, you know, they're ahead of their age, right. they very well – because you're going to see X minor league pitching, all right? So well, I'm sure see,
1: there are sophomores and whatever that yeah, could play so, – So,
6: you know, we, we try not to go too young because they right. just may not be ready for it. Okay. But the seniors definitely could be ready for it. Some juniors may. Um.
1: So this this would incorporate, and I'm thinking, Chuck, you can talk about this. What was the age that they aged out in, in Legion? There was, there was a point. I know there were certain college players. Was it by age or was it by
5: sure. year in school? Yeah, it's by age. And, and you okay. have the the younger kids that, you know, didn't turn 18 towards the end of their senior year. And, and those individuals get to play another year of Legion ball. I unfortunately aged out. Um, I know you remember when I was at Ancilla and you were there, um, you know, the – the the you know remember mr lewis and mr blades i know they they wanted to play summer ball yeah, they, they had to go all the way to iowa rusty i mean that the for what we had set up there for them to go play in any sort of college uh league they went i remember they went all the way to iowa because they're trying to get me to do it and right i'm sitting here like hey man i'm starting a family you know i can't just up and go play ball in the middle of cornfields for um three months but that's that is like sean said that's a void we're trying to fill um and, I mean, last year was a weird year. You know, COVID kind of screwed everything up. So when we tried to do this last year and, and we approached the uh, parks board, I mean, we definitely gave the benefit of the doubt because of COVID. Um, so, we, you know, we're something new. We're something – you know, we're, we're outsiders, so to say. I was, I was kind of hoping that I would help void that gap, being uh, part of the Plymouth baseball program at the Legion for those years. Um, but, but I understand that we are something new or something different, and sometimes that can be scary. Uh, but how cool is it that – it's not really cool. Don't take this the wrong way. But, in, <laughs> but with the COVID year, they didn't have minor league baseball. So yeah. they had made, they had pro ball, but yeah. they gave minor leaguers opportunity to, to kind of opt out of their contract for a year and go play sure. um, ball elsewhere. So we're sitting here, <laughs> and Sean's got this contact. This kid's from Valpo. He's double-A starting catcher for the Texas Rangers. All of a sudden, he's in a Brewer jersey. You know, so we're seeing him hit, you know, hit bombs and throw people out from his knees. But the cool thing about that is we have the younger group of catchers that are now learning from him. I mean, that was the year that he got to mentor right. and tutor college players that were able to go back to their college the following year and say, you know what I got to do this summer. <laughs> so,
3: right. Yeah. I mean,
5: so that's a really cool thing. And that's that's a really out, uh, really out there. To, you know, that's not going to happen every year. But that's the point of our age group that we're talking about is the ability to have good, solid veterans with experience going through college, playing pro ball, to be able to mentor these young kids that are just getting out of high school, that are starting that journey in their lives. Um, so it's 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 really a cool thing. I got to experience for a few years now, and uh, I just, you know, I played Legion ball here. I saw how cool it was. I mean, people came out to watch the games. You had the color guard from the – um, the right, local yeah. Legion come to present the colors every game. Like, that gives you gooseys, man. Um, and uh, I saw how the Plymouth community embraced that. And so when Sean talked about rebranding this team, um, I immediately thought, you know, Mishawaka to Michiana, and let's try to go after a place like Plymouth, Bill Nixon Field, and really try to do this, you know, the right way. Sure. big, so. Um, that's where we're at, and we have backup plans. We have contingencies in place. I mean, we had some really good meetings this past week, um, so you know the door is not closed for us to want to play some ball ball games at at Bill Nixon Field. But uh, really, it's just getting a you know in front of the right people and coming to an understanding. Because again, you know we're a new thing, um, and and I just don't feel like we've we've had that opportunity to get in front of the right people and really explain the benefits. There's, Russ, there's economic benefits that come from this as well. I mean, we haven't even asked about hosting tournaments or a regional, which is, a re, you know, a regional involved in the country for NABF. It's a national baseball league. So we haven't even crossed those bridges. We're not interested in asking any of that right now, but I'm just telling you the, poten- the potential is great. Um, but it's just a matter of how it's all going to work out in the
1: long run. Now, Probably. I know that uh... – I remember, um, uh, well, you mentioned college kids needing to go away and play. Uh, Matt Haig, I think, went to Alaska. Really? He went to California. Um, who was the guy that was a stud at Glenn before you uh, who played for us? Wow, I'm another stud at trying Glenn. Trying to, to remember. Oh, he was, he was good. Um, <laughs> Andrew what? Groves. Andy Groves. No, it wasn't Groves um, before him. First year I was there, I had, and
5: God, I feel so what guilty. What was the year, roughly?
1: <sighs> you're asking me to remember the <laughs> year or something. I mean, man. are you talking early 2000s? Um, talking... Yeah, I'm talking maybe 2003,
5: 2004. You're, you're thinking of, well, you have Andy Groves who pitched.
1: Who right, but pitch? he, it was after him.
5: Corey Polium. No, it wasn't He played for the League. Right-hander. Um there's so many studs come from John Glenn Rusty, I know, I I know
1: that yeah, I know. That's that's the stud central. <laughs> um, <laughs> he played in Iowa in the summer. I know we Chris we, Walls. Walls, yes. Yeah. Um so he went there. I know Haig went to California. Mm-hmm. Uh Josh Dietz, I think, ended up in Massachusetts in the Cape Cod League oh, or yeah. whatever it was. That is the cream um, of the leagues, right? So there. let me ask you that. Those are college leagues, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, how college is this? I mean, it, uh, where are the majority of your players coming from?
5: Uh, do you mean as far as where they went to school? No, I mean so far as what's their age? Uh, typically, well, and I'll let Sean talk on this more. But from what I notice, your average age is going to be about twenty, twenty-one. Okay, years old.
1: so you're talking what junior, sophomore, and- college sure or? yep okay. uh,
5: high school graduate locally here that's a you know good solid player that's got you know that's going to go to college and play there we're absolutely going to be looking at them mm-hmm. um, as well and we want to have a good veteran presence as well we're going to have some guys that are going to be 23 24 25 years old that sure. either played pro ball or just got out of college and they still have the well, I'll even I'll even
6: take it a step further last year um, I'll give a shout out to Eric Heckman out of uh, John Adams High School in South Bend yep. uh, went to Western Michigan. Pitched in the Tigers organization, you know he's he's in his early 30s. He he works for his family business. He's got a you know degree and he's working the you know the job like he went to school for. But I talked him out of retirement, and this kid throws in the mid 90s. And I call him a kid because he's younger than me, but he's a man. He's 30 years old, but he meshed very well with the younger kids. And you got these college pitchers looking at a kid that came out of Adams did the same thing that they're doing. He pitched in the minors, and he's giving them tips. So. That's why we have veteran presence on the team is to help you know mold the younger guys.
1: we got a couple of callers, and uh, callers, I'm going to make it known to you. Uh, you will not be able to hear their answer to your question. So uh, if you could ask the question and then just listen after that, uh, that would help us out. That would help us out a lot if I can figure out how to hit the right button. So uh, caller, you're on the air. Hello. Uh, or not. <laughs> I believe. Okay, evidently that caller is gone. We have another one. Caller, you're on the air. Hello.
0: Hi there. I uh, actually am a former Michiwaka, now Michigan brewer.
1: Uh, my name's Steve Singleton. Harp, how you doing?
0: Hey,
6: buddy. How are you, man? Good to see you, Captain Singleton. Now, I wanted to,
0: more than anything, uh, first I want to say uh, congratulations Sean Harper, not only are you uh, trying to continue to do this, but you're doing it now as a Hall of Famer. So, uh,
6: I appreciate congrats, that, good, sir. Uh, I uh, of you and
0: I'm proud to have played with you. Um, you know, all the former Brewers are hoping to see this happen, uh, as I've heard you guys talk about in the show about kids having a place to go and things to say, and um, you know, uh, having an opportunity in the summer. But uh, more so, this is a fraternity of, of guys, and the. Uh, a family that continues to go on. So I'm fired up to see what you do, and uh, just so happens to be that maybe if we uh, we get this thing on, might be time for an old-timers game. We will have a little scrimmage and put some excitement into that area. But let uh, <laughs> let some of us Nolies put a uniform back on. What do you
6: say? I I love it. Um, you know, Steve Singleton was he he became a friend. All right, you know, I met him as a player. I meet a lot of people as players, and over the time, these everybody becomes friends. And he's right. It is a fraternity. Um, it's what sixteen years I had this team going. I remember pretty much everybody that's played on my team, good and bad. You know, that's, that's life right there. That's that sums up life in general. But always going to remember the good times. And Steve Singleton was one of them. He was he was awesome to be around. Good friend.
1: Very good. Anything else, Dave?
6: No, I think
0: uh I think that about sums it up. You guys are trying to do something phenomenal. Uh you've got my support. Anything I could do to help out. Um, you know, Brewer family for life. And uh, just remember I helped bring you that first championship. Have a good one, Harp Dog. <laughs> <laughs>
6: thank you, sir. Cheers, <laughs> Steve.
1: Um I don't okay, I think I got rid of the callers. Uh, I don't know where the other one went. Um <laughs> That wasn't my fault. I'm, proud telling you, I didn't, I didn't cause that to happen. Um, so, how many uh, college players do you have that that are playing in in college baseball? So,
5: we 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 have secured a field. Um, we are really shooting for Bill Nixon to be our number one. Um, we're still interested in playing some games down here if they'll have us. Um, but the beautiful thing now is that we can actually start asking people if they want to play so um, okay let's
1: go back to that COVID put you on hold um so does everybody just go their separate ways are you having trouble bringing them back or is everybody coming to you I mean how's that
6: working every four years this roster is going to switch anyway if you you look at it as being freshmen they get to be a senior in college and they go get a job every four years you can expect this to kind of shift over so at the end of 2020 we were looking at a reshift anyway um, we, we played through that COVID summer. We made it with no problems whatsoever. Uh, very stressful. I'm not going to lie to you about that. The best season, I think, record-wise we've ever had, but probably the most stressful because everybody's asking me questions that our government and health officials didn't even have answers to. So right. here I am, you know, just that kid that wanted to always play baseball. But in the end, I mean, we took, I took a year off. Um, some of my teammates went on to play on another team, some people just didn't play at all, um, but I couldn't stay away. Right, I mean, it's in me. It's in my, even my family saw it last spring when I was watching my nephew's AAU travel games in Lakeville. I can't sit there and just not be a part of it. <laughs> so it's always been there. So it, to answer your question about the college kids, I was going to say, Chuck, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to go you back, know, so. Ideally, our roster is going to be about three quarters college. Okay, you know, uh, it might it may be shifted down to half, but you want that that twenty five percent veteran so that you have that stability, and then that 25% maybe high school, you know, senior, so that you know they're always going to keep getting older and older, and this whole thing will shift. What we're trying to present to the community here is if we're based down here and we start to bring your kids on, they keep bringing kids, and then more kids keep coming. Eventually, this team could be totally plummeted. There's no no denying that. And I'm not just saying Plymouth. I'm talking Culver. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, I draw all the way from the Valparaiso, Chesterton area, up in the St. Joe Bent Harbor, Syracuse, Indiana. You know, Mishawaka was the name beginning because of the Mishawaka Brewing Company. They were my primary sponsor. I talked him into sponsoring me, and he happened to be a Brewers fan, and For all you Brewer fans out there, I'm sorry, but I'm a huge Cubs fan. (laughs) So, you know, but the Mishawaka Brewers, you know, we just draw from such a bigger area than that. Okay, so what is your – can you have anybody in the Midwest? I mean, I I could take a kid out of Chicago if they want to. I mean, we play teams in Chicago. So, all right, let's just put it out there on Front Street. You see the logo on my shirt, Platinum Cargo Logistics. That's who I work for. One of the owner's kids up in in, in the burbs of Chicago, he pitched for a college. So here I am this summer golfing with my boss – his nephew and his and his nephew's son, and this this kid pitched in college. Well, he has the opportunity to pitch for games up there. Yeah. The Lombard Orioles will play us, the Beecher Muskies, the Chicago Clout. Everybody's full of ex-minor leaguers and college kids. And then we go to the Fort Wayne market. The Fort Wayne Jackers are the best team in that area because they just consistently go to this World Series that we're trying to go to. So that's who you want to emulate, but they're drawn from Indiana Tech, um, St. Francis, let alone Ball State, some IU. I mean, they—they're called the Jackers for a reason. I mean, these guys drop bombs. <laughs> yeah. But I've also been on their coattails. Let's not. Let's be honest. Three years in a row, I've lost to them in this championship. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and right. over and expecting the same. You know, get a different result out of doing the same thing over and over. It was time for a change.
1: Now, is—is is your goal to be like?
6: I don't want to say because
1: obviously the league's a little different makeup, but to be a, a like a college summer team where the players that are playing in college can have a place to come and play, or I mean, obviously guys who aren't playing in college are welcome to play. But mm-hmm. I mean, is the goal to get a lot of current players in college? Out? Yes.
5: Yep. Uh, I mean, I th- I think ultimately our goal is to provide that summer program locally for the good ball players that. You know finish high school they're they've committed to go play somewhere in college, and you know if they're going away for college, they're leaving their family right. um they're leaving their you know their girlfriends or whatever they have going on at home. It gives them one last opportunity to play ball locally at a good competitive level uh before they go away and uh, what people don't think about a whole lot is it but if you go away and play baseball at Manchester or it's somewhere down southern Indiana. You know, your parents that have been at every ball game growing up, they all of a sudden can't right. make it to your games. So you're sitting there playing 40, 50 games in a college season, and they might be able to catch a highlight online if, you, if you're if you lucky enough to have a program that will put that out there. But, you know, you're talking to them on the phone. They're not <laughs> able to see you play. And we haven't even talked about the members of the community that just like going. And some people grew up in this community uh, playing ball, and they had – you know the neighbors come and watch them, or whatever the case may be. And now they're they're off playing ball elsewhere. They can't watch them play anymore. So we want to be that team that high school coaches can trust locally and know that they can send their talent to us and know that they're going to be exposed to good competitive baseball before they go off to college. And those kids are going to come to us and they're going to be surrounded by people that have already done it. They're either fresh, you're either you know they're either sophomores, juniors, seniors, or as Sean said, they've graduated college and they've done it. So they get that kind of coaching. Um, they get to talk about things uh, that they're going to be exposed to when they get to college because that's a whole different game. You know that, Rusty. Yeah, so, yeah. um And Completely. one cool thing is we've got connections already. I mean, Trey Bickle, congratulations, is the new uh, head coach at Ancilla College um oh, they trey, changed again yeah they okay. changed but hey they, right. uh, they're, they're trending in the right direction for sure um trey pitched for sean uh last was it last year yep last summer he was last, my number yep. one so and i mean this kid's got really good talent and so that's a connection there um with the local college and we we have a good connection with uh coach boozy up at iusb also so i mean shout out to the titans i'm an om- that's my alma mater <laughs> so yeah so uh i mean we've We've got the right connections. We're trying to go about doing this the right way, Rusty. And, and, and Plymouth just made sense. I mean, I went to John Glenn, but they don't have lights on the field. Bill Nixon has lights on the field. We play some 7 o'clock games on a Friday night. Um, so, I mean, honestly, that's, that's what our biggest – we're just trying to get our foot in the door. I mean, we're not trying to make a bunch of demands or anything like that because we're just – that's not who we are. But what we like is the opportunity to at least play maybe some Friday night games under the lights and show the community, you know, what we have to offer.
6: If, if this community really wants to get an idea of what semi-pro baseball is about, Plymouth should let the Brewers and the Jackers play a game on Nixon Field. All right, you're looking at the perennial winner of the NEBF Fort Wayne Regional that goes to the World Series consistently. All right, so there's a college-based team with people outside of college that play in the minors. That's a good, and then you got us. So we asked for that last year. We asked for one game. And COVID messed everything up, we understand. So we're starting this conversation again ahead of time because you know Chuck said this at the last Park Boards meeting, and I'll say it again on the air. We're doing this regardless. We are already full steam ahead with this. So we would like Plymouth to be a side of it. And even if for some reason we do not get access to Nixon Field, the kids in this community are still eligible to play on this team. We're not going to walk away from them. I challenge the Park Board and everybody else, if you're not going to let us do it, then who's going to do it? Um, now, uh, do you have a tryout? Is that how you get on the team,
1: or how does that work?
6: In the past, we've never had to, you know, but with starting new. I mean, I've offered all – the players that played for me in 2020, I've offered them all their spots back if they want. I mean, that's the right thing to do. They, they played for me. I don't know where they're all at. And we're, we're more than fine with starting completely over. But we already have some – we have interest with the, just what little we've actually done recruiting. We've already had a bunch of interest. So will we do a tryout? There very well could be one. Very now, well could be. Now, recruiting, how do you recruit? Well, you know, it's funny because uh, I finally have broken my promise that I would never get on social media. I am anti-social media. Um, but I are alone on that. Well, and we have started the Michiana Brewers Facebook page, so everybody out there listening, like us. But I am now on that. I am going to be able to – that is a huge recruiting tool. I'll throw a name out there by the name of Michael Panarski. He played for Manchester, and that's how we found him two years ago was on Facebook. So that started showing me that there is a use for Facebook among the, all the negative uses that you hear it being oh, used yeah. for. Yeah. But that's the way of the world right now. So that's how we're going to do our recruiting, along with the biggest one is word of mouth.
2: Do you have a, a budget? I mean, how do you – you say you play over in Fort Wayne and oh, yeah. Chicago and mm-hmm. all over the how, – how do you get the – do the players drive individually there? Do you have a bus? Are they? A lot of it's individual. Paid?
6: A are lot they, of it's carpooling. And they're
2: not. They don't receive a pay or anything.
6: No, right? we are not paid. I okay. mean, so basically, when you are in the major unlimited division and you win the World Series, you are the best amateur team in the country, and you're just below the minors. So we have even people going from our team up to the minor <coughs> league system. They make it as far as they make it. They get released and they come back. Um, another name I'll throw at you for, from the local community, more towards Valpo, is. Uh, Joe Doherty, he started off with me at, out of Grace College, and he's, been, he's with the Florence U-Hauls right now playing in independent ball. But he's a prime example of somebody who started, got promoted, got released, came back, then got promoted again. That's the goal of this. And they, these kids will get exposed, and people will see them when we get to the bigger tournaments. I can't promise that there's going to be scouts come down here at Nixon Field on a July 4th game. Maybe they
5: will. But I could tell you in the Battle Creek World Series, there's scouts everywhere and kevin i i know you're i i know you're curious about the money um histori- well,
2: I, I, I wasn't no 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 i i, I understand what, no yeah. i
5: understand what you're getting at and because I, that's a good point i wanted to hit on it is that there are travel ball programs out you know rusty uh there's travel ball programs out there uh for the younger kids you know the kids are in high school or coming into high school and these parents i hear these parents are paying like upwards of two grand a season for oh, these kids well
1: pay. i uh, maybe i shouldn't say this I know somebody who over the years has paid almost $20,000
6: for the kids to play summer ball.
5: Well, I can tell you right now that – Reach out and pat them on the back because uh, I'm sure – I don't know how it.
1: they did it, honestly. But, Our team um,
6: fee is way less than that. I, I being a, uh, you know in sales, have been able to go out in the past to the, my customer base and get sponsorships. Um, Kelly's Pub, shout out to Kelly's Pub in South Bend, Indiana. They were my sponsor forever, and, you know, times are tough. It, nothing's cheap, right. and um, I come from a generation where nothing's free. Okay, so if people want to get sponsors to pay for them, great, but this costs money. You know, mm-hmm. umpires are expensive. Sure. Baseballs are expensive.
1: Everybody, well, anybody's been in baseball knows that. Exactly. Baseballs are ridiculous. You know, and oh, by I the used way, to tell him, you can't give up any home runs because we can't afford the thirty dollars for the ball that leaves. Oh, I cars. gave up a home yeah.
5: run. Rusty used to make me go get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you well, gave up a home run mid-ending, you had to run out. You had to run out and, and get ball. it to so, hammer yeah. your point home. Yeah. Uh, I, I can,
6: I can be that person on the home runs and the foul balls. I will make sure that our kids <laughs> go after them. They cost money. <laughs> yeah, they do.
2: You know. Sitting here listening to this, I am going to go back in time. Okay, Plymouth Summer Basketball League that they used to have back right. in the seventies. Yeah, and you know, you had Mister Happy Burger from Logan Sport Yeah, I remember had, that. You know, all these college kids that were playing basketball up here in Plymouth, and some I don't know if there was any high school kids back in those days, but <laughs> that, I mean, that was back then. That was a premier league mm-hmm. around the northern. Part of the state because you had teams from South Bend, you had teams from all over, right, all over the place. I think Kyle Macy played up here one summer too. I, I mean, sure. you know, I know Bruce Graham played out there. Oh yeah, you know, yeah Dayhoff, yeah, yeah. and you know, all of them. That's a that's a Glen guy. Yeah, that's a Glenn, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I, yeah. I remember those guys because Bruce, Bruce
1: Graham. He was a Plymouth guy. He, no, Come Dayhuff, on, Chuck. Bruce Dayhoff. Oh, Dayhoff. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was. You know, th-
2: there was a lot of college kids that played ball up here. In Plymouth in the summer. Yeah. That's I think Ida Chipman ran it back then.
6: Oh, yeah, she did. Now that we're we're talking about going back in the day, I mean, I can't give you a specific date of this, but you used to have a team based in Plymouth in the old Michiana Amateur Baseball League. Oh, I remember that. Okay, they used to play a team out of South Bend called the South Bend Senators, who was run by Ron Milovich. He's the gentleman that gave me the South Bend Semi-Pro League out of South Bend when he retired because he knew that I would take it forward the right way. He's also the gentleman that nominated me for the National Semi-Pro Hall of Fame. That, is, that just blew my mind when he did that. Um, I didn't start this team for anything like that, but what a cool thing to be recognized for what you've done for mm-hmm. 16 years. Yeah. And I'm not entitled to anything. Um, I, I hate that word because we all deal with that word every day, but I think we've earned the right to have the conversation and an honest one at that uh, about the use of Nixon Field. And we will definitely we, – obviously, we're not some fly-by-night organization because we've been here for 16 years. So I just – no matter what, like I said, I just want your community to know that whether we get the diamond or not, we're going forward. And whether we get the diamond or not, we're not going to turn our back on the, the the target market that we're trying to get Plymouth to look at. So – any of the seniors that are p- playing for baseball, you know Plymouth High School this summer, or this—they're going in their season senior year right now. They're eligible. Now let's be honest: this is not little league. Just because you pay to play doesn't mean you're going to play. You have to be uh, able to play at the level we're going to play. The cream of the crop will always be will always rise. Now I I'll give you a little idea of how we manage our <laughs> roster. The weeknight games, we're going to play our best nine and try to utilize our roster based off that. The weekend doubleheaders where you're playing two seven-inning games, the first game is going to be the starters, and we're going to go after you. I want that first game. Now we win that first game or we lose. The people who didn't get to start in game one, you will get your chance in game two. That's your chance to shine, but we're not here to lose games either. You know, life is – life. you win and you lose in life. So I definitely combat some of that stereotypical Little League mentality, and we're men. So this is you earn the right to play. How much do you pay a year to play? Okay, last, last season we had $200 for a position player, Mean that you're doing everything. Pitchers only paid 100 You guys just talked about thousands of dollars for travel teams. We use wood bats. We all know how much them cost, right? Yeah. You could spend $300 on an aluminum bat that might last 10 years, or you could spend $100 on a wood bat that lasts one swing. But wood bat is the way to go. It definitely – everybody says they're a good hitter when they got a medal in their hand. I'll tell you who's a good hitter when I put a wood bat in your hand.
1: Glad to know that because I used wood bats back in my days. So. Oh, yeah. I'll strut that a little It'll, bit. You know
6: what? Wood bat exposes the long swings. you got to have a short, compact swing to get by on these 90-mile-an-hour pitchers that are coming at you. You
1: don't have a sweet spot. <laughs> they do, but they're small. Big. Uh big.
6: So – Oh
1: rent to use the field. You're going to rent it? Is that what is that what you're proposing is that you're going to pay to use the field? We uh that we're still trying to
5: figure we're still trying to figure out um how that process works. Um we've been trying like I said we reached out last year and tried to do this. We kind of chalked it up to COVID as to why we weren't able to uh secure any dates. Um but we we really just need to know you know, who it is we need to talk to because we uh, we understand and we respect 100% that the school um, utilizes that field for their program. And uh, we're not here to take right. anything away from the school. If anything, we're here to try to help it. Um, there's different ways that we can help out. Um, but, you know, whether it's leasing it from uh, the, the parks department for certain dates or if it's getting permission from the high school or, or the Coach Wolf to use it, I mean, we're prepared to do whatever. We just need to know what it is. And if, if it's a no, then we just need a no. But up to this point, we've been told, well, you need to go talk to these guys. And you go talk to those guys, and they're like, we well, need to go talk to these guys. <laughs> I will.
6: Well, and, and I'm going to take that a step further. No with, an, with, with a reason. Because if, if we're not going to be allowed to use the field, then what are you going to do for this age group that we're talking about? Because if we're not here doing this, then there's still those kids are still here looking for a place. There again, that's why we made the decision that they'll all be eligible whether we're here or not. We're not gonna turn our back on. I can tell you, Ancilla played a game there every fall.
1: We rented it from the park department. We went through Mike Hike. Uh, we also had to have X number of dollars of uh, liability insurance. I already in have that. we got that, that covered. Yep.
6: I figured because
1: everybody has liability <laughs> yeah. insurance. Any
6: parts you play on, any tournament you go to, you're going to have to have liability Every insurance. team has liability And, yeah,
1: that, but that was that was the stipulation. We had to pay the rental fee, and then we had to – we were only playing one game, though. <clears throat> um, what was the next
5: question I was going to ask? Uh well, that's
1: why I quit coaching, Chuck. I don't remember <laughs> I, anything I, anymore. <laughs>
5: I, I think I uh, stated earlier, but this has the potential to be pretty big. Yeah, I mean it, it does, and we're not coming asking for that right off the bat. I mean that's something that we, I mean, we understand we got to prove ourselves. I mean, to to the Plymouth community, I think Sean has has helped prove that the Brewers are uh, are worthy for the last sixteen years, especially with being recognized um, enough to be in the Hall of Fame for the league. So. Um, But what this could morph into is, I mean, teams come and play weekend uh, series, is what they call them. Um, But they'll come and play on a Friday night, then maybe a doubleheader Saturday. Well, those teams are coming from Portland, Indiana, which is, you know, like four hours away. They're going to come from Fort Wayne, possibly Chicago. So they have to stay somewhere. I mean, so they're going to be staying in the community. They're going to be eating at the local restaurants. I mean, and, and if we want to charge a couple bucks to get in the game, we would never charge a lot to get in the game. Because right. this is about, you know, one, providing baseball for these kids, and two, providing some quality entertainment for the community here that they're not going to break the bank. Even to go up to a South Bend Cubs game right now, shoot, I got five kids. So <laughs> I took them up there earlier this year. I think I dropped 90 bucks, you know. And uh, we, we just want to help fill, you know, multiple voids. But they're asking right now who, if anybody's interested in hosting a regional.
6: Yep, we're not right. the, yeah. we're not
5: in any way, shape, or form prepared to to throw that out there this year, no matter where we play. But that's something in the future that brings some serious cash flow into areas. So here's, those are things I'm not really interested in talking about because I'm a baseball guy. I'm not a you know a, a money guy. Yeah, but it's important, you know, and it's, and
1: it's true. Sure,
6: um, here's one. Here's one that could be this summer coming. I mean, last three years, you know, there's always a Fourth of July. They call it a firecracker tourney. Mm-hmm. It's usually based in Fort Wayne. Uh, it got taken away from Fort Wayne in 2020, went to Kokomo at Highland Park. So if that could be done at Highland Park, there's no reason why it couldn't be done at Nixon Field. Sure. you got Ancilla here as a backup diamond. You, you know, Depending on how big the tournament is, you might need more than one field. But that goes right down the line of what Chuck's talking about where these, people are, these teams are going to come in, they're going to eat, they're going to drink, they're probably going to get some gas, they might even stay the night. But you know, that's getting into the weeds of you know, what. all we want to do is play baseball. And use a nice field. And the caliber of team that we're talking to you about does not deserve to play on the level of fields in South Bend. We didn't even have a dugout. We had to use lean-tos. Okay? Now, that's, that's getting out there. It's, it's, it's worse than Sandlot. I mean, Sandlot Diamond was better than what we played on last year. But, but in the end, you know, we even offered to help South Bend, you know, to work on the Diamonds. I mean, I played for Len Butchkowski at John Adams. We had to work on our Diamond. We had no choice. If you didn't work on the diamond, you weren't going to play. Now there's always those liabilities, so we offered people to give us a supervisor, give us the materials because you're going to do that anyway, and we'll do all the labor and save the money for you. Well, where'd that conversation go?
1: Uh, I I remember Lenny too. He was uh, good dude, tough. He's a tough cookie. Yeah.
6: You know what? As a player for him, he drove me nuts because, but he showed me how to do this. Okay, and all we want the kids to do everybody's got life going on, you get to the diamond, you step between the lines, and you set life aside and you play the game the way that you're supposed to play it. If you play hard and you lose, I can deal with that. You don't play hard, (laughs) you might hear about it. (laughs) But in the end, let's have fun. Yeah. Um, You brought up the maintenance. Now, I know
1: that the high school – Somebody I don't think a lot of people know. I only know it because I coached there for 100 years. Well, I have some connection with <laughs> the the field. just a little bit yeah. of connection. Ah, no. Uh, um, they pay an enormous amount of money mm-hmm. to take care of that. And and once again, it's only for a certain amount of time that they take care of it. I remember mowing that by hand, uh, not the outfield, but the infield. They don't do that anymore, but in the day, that's the way they did it. All of that equipment belongs to the high school. The mm-hmm. park doesn't own any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drag, whatever's there, belongs to the high school. They paid for it; it's part of the deal. You take care of it during the season. Um, what arrangements do you have for that? Because I know that's really important to keep that at
5: the level it is to the park department. Mm-hmm. How is that going to happen? Well, you know, and that those are those are logistics and. Sean's sitting here with the logistics shirt. <laughs> so you know, that's. I mean, it's it's again, it's about education. We need to know. We need to talk. To, we need right. to. Right. Yeah. When we've approached people about this, that's always kind of been you know thrown at us, and and it, I makes sense to me knowing a little bit more about the lease now. That all makes sense. Right. But we're willing to work with you and work with it and help. You know, take care of what we do. Well, I'm sure um, you are. Um, but-, it, but, but yeah, I, so they, they mentioned like, well, the, the striper to, to stripe the fields is the school. It's like, okay, well, we'll get our own striper if we need to. And, and we're, we've got, like Sean said, he actually has um, sponsorship uh, money right now that we don't know what we're doing with it yet. It's kind of this, you know, we need to see what's thrown at us first. But we've got money to help out and, and tidy up some of those loose ends. But, um, again, it's got to be a serious conversation where we're, where we're talking about it, not just, you know, having it thrown at us as an excuse for not being able to use the field. Again, if, if, if using the field is just completely out of the question, then the park board, uh, we challenge to make a motion and, and vote us down if that's the case. Um, but we're here. We're willing to work with them. We're willing to do what we need to do to try to help not only what we're doing, but uh, this is also this is going to benefit whatever community we go to. I mean, we're not just going to come in and use and abuse and walk away. We know how to take care of ball fields. We know sure. what goes into this stuff. Um, there's obviously some sort of lease with a lot of details involved between the school and the park department. I don't need brought up to speed on everything in that lease, but we just need to know what we need to do to do our part and, and make sure everything's kosher. Well, uh, let me see. How many games are you guys going to play? Uh, we
6: average about thirty regular okay. season games, and then I'm two, sure not two, all of them are going to be. No, no. I'd, I'd yeah, all right. I so let's say, just let's just say sure. that let's just say for make it easy, thirty two regular season games. Sure, sixteen home, sixteen away. That makes sense. No matter what, we know in 2022 we have to use more than one diamond. We have to respect what Plymouth got going on already. Any other diamond we go to, we have to respect. We ideally we want one diamond that's lighted to, to be using. But we are understand that we're going to use multiples. Plus, there's road games. Right. So all right. So we know for a fact that Plymouth hosts the sectionals. And we know they host the semi-state. So when does your season start, I guess? Okay, we normally start Memorial Day weekend because that's when the college kids are mainly home. Unless sure. they're in their college tournaments and they go farther. Right. So we start Memorial Day. So there's Day. a very tiny overlap, really. Right. Right. We, we would not even think about using their field during their regular season. Because right. our normal players are in their college season. Right. The only overlap is going to be Memorial Day weekend, the travel teams, whatever summer program they're going to do. But I just I challenge that the Diamonds full seven days a week. All right, I, we do not play Monday through Wednesday. We work, right? Not even yeah. I, whether the college kids work or not. Chuck and I do. <laughs> so you know we have to have we have a life outside of baseball. Thursday night or Friday night would be the weeknight games. Usually, those are in South Bend because there's another team called the South Bend Royals that we will play or Legion teams. Those are really our our tune up games. The weekends are where we'll probably travel or bring the teams into town. Right. So, you know, there again, you know, we're talking about 16 games divvied up between two or three diamonds, which is kind of crazy in, in in a way to even say that is look at the talented team that we are, and we can't even find one diamond for home. But. At the same time, everybody's got use of their diamonds. We're the the last one coming into this. So we really have nothing to demand here. Um, We just want the opportunity to show what we're about. We've already shown South Bend, but they don't care. It's just what it is. I mean, I, I challenge anybody in the Plymouth, Indiana, drive up to South Bend and look at the parks. The only two left worth playing baseball on is Boland and Bain. That's it. Where is Bain? BAME is off Edison Road, sits between Hickory and Ironwoods on the north side of the road. You'll see the softball diamond right on Edison, but the baseball diamond sits back, so you have to go through the neighborhood to get there. But BAME has kind of been taken over by Eastside Little League, but it's set up for kids in the dugout area. So you, our roster is 25 guys. You can't even get half of them in the dugout, even if it was covered. (laughs) Yeah, I think I've been there before. It's a beautiful diamond if they take care of it, but that's the problem. They won't take care of it. So for us to – what we want to do to put ourselves in a position to to ask for Nixon and then to turn around and do something to lose it is not going to happen. It's just not because you're dealing with two guys right here who come from baseball backgrounds, very, very well-known programs, and – we're not going to disrespect that field there in dixon because that's just beautiful i called it the crown jewel of fields in northern indiana i challenged somebody else to show me another one i
5: i well obviously i'd agree with you (laughs) (laughs) you know hey rusty i just want to say i i appreciate every everybody in the community that's reached out to us since we we did go to a park board meeting earlier um this month and um we've had a lot of really good feedback about it we were pretty uh down and out after the board meeting um but there's been some people reach out to us in the community and really support what we're doing and uh, I know that they're doing some work behind the scenes to at least try to you know figure out what is the end game because I'm tired of going on goose hunts I don't give up easily no um but you know we've had some some tremendous support, support from people in this community that really see the the benefits in that so I just want to give a shout out to them and thank you you know thank them for um, at least embracing the the initial idea of what we're trying to do here.
3: Um,
1: man, I think I've asked all the questions. I can't remember. There was something I wanted to go back to. Oh, uh, older players. How many minor leaguers or what older players do you have playing for you? I, what, uh, last I, year uh, the, uh, in
6: the minor league system, we had three. Okay, one that was specifically in the minor league system. The minor leagues were shut down. Oh yeah, that was the Texas yeah. Ranger kids. Which, right. which normally you're not going to have that, right? But we had two that went up to the professional leagues, got released, and came back. So they're not the majority of the team. Sure, but I bet your bottom dollar there's some of those type players in this area um, that may still want to play ball, just don't know where to play. You know, so there again, the majority of the team is going to be college-based. There'll be a little faction of it that might be seniors or really good junior high school players, and then some of those will be the the minor leagues. But the majority is going to be that college. And I'll tell you, those kids are gifted. They're way more oh, yeah. gifted than I ever were. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you that right now. Yeah. I'm- well, not more gifted than me. <laughs>
1: I would say nobody appreciated my talent. That's a problem. Um and Chuck, I just want to say, how in the world do you have five kids having watched me and Yano? How in the <laughs> world is that even possible you went uh, down that route?
5: I was too busy worrying about baseball. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You guys did a pretty good job of hiding the kids from us too. If you had them around more, maybe I'd have learned my lesson. But you're you're being kind now because I know we didn't a, do a good job of hey, hiding those, them. Those were, those were good times. Hey, it's hard to believe, Rusty. That's been 15 years ago. I know, Isn't I that know.
6: Crazy? yeah. And that is beyond crazy. Yeah, you know, um, and, and, and I'm gonna go back to the Legion Ball. Um, you know, it's a shame that you don't have that here, right? But if we get the the possibility of using the field we welcome your legion post to come out to our games present the colors do the national anthem my father's a veteran you know he he ran some posts he was a legion commander um that would be something we would even we would just come out you know i you're we do like to have the national anthem played you know that is kind of a cool thing before a baseball game so you know there again I don't know if the post, Legion Post would want to go all the way up to Granger, Indiana to present the colors, but if we get use of Nixon, that offer's there. We would welcome that with open arms. Okay. Uh, got,
1: have,
5: have we covered everything? Yeah, I just want to close the saying I, sure. I think right now our, our goal is um, I'm going to reach out one more time and try to get on the park board agenda uh, for the November meeting, and I'm just going to challenge one last time to, to you know, generate a emotion uh, to, to allow us at least try to get on the schedule. Um, I, I think at some point we have to have an end game. We have to draw a line and say, "Hey, we've got recruiting to do. We've got a season to prepare for, and we just can't, we just can't keep, uh, you know, going back and forth on this." So, um, anybody listening out there that's interested and think this, you know, at least worth talking about, I encourage you to reach out to your members of the park board and people that have the the ultimate final say so in this, and just make your voice heard because I think that's important. Sean and I. Uh, we don't live in Plymouth. We can't sit here and say that we are Plymouth residents. Um, but we're we're not naive to think that there aren't Plymouth residents that would be invested in this. And we've already um, you know found out in the last two weeks from the people reaching out to us that there is that support there, there is that interest in making something like this happen.
1: Well, it's a Marshall County thing. I mean, it always has been. Sure. It's I, not just a Plymouth. Yeah,
5: thing. and I know he mentioned Culver earlier. I mean, we I, I think of, like, where the Legion drew from. Sure. Um, and, and
1: they I, got into LaPorte County a little sure. bit towards yep. the yep. end. But that's I that's mean, the
6: target. I mean, that, that Legion draw can be yeah. similar to our draw. Right. There, I mean, there, we don't really ha- – that's why changing the name from Mishawaka to Michiana after taking a year off makes sense because we're not drawing from just Mishawaka. And I explained why we were the Mishawaka Brewers because the Mishawaka Brewing Company, right. Michiana fits it because we're getting Michigan, we're getting Indiana, we're getting over, you know, Valpo, to Fort Wayne. This is an untapped community that used to have a team like what we did, but they're right. not here. And again, that, and in closing, thank you for putting us on the air today. It's not a problem. You know, man. all we ask is give us a fair shot. Sure. It, it, no, no is an answer, but be honest and tell us why. Sure because we're not going to be the first ones that are going to try and do this but I feel we're going to be the best one. Okay.
1: Very good, man. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate your time, Rusty. Thanks for uh thanks for being here. Hey, go,
6: go Brewers. <laughs>
1: go Braves. <laughs> going to say well, I was going to say there there's a guy as a Brave fan sitting next is. to you, so even those Bravos. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, um, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, uh, we'll finish this out, so stay tuned.
7: Imagine there's a notepad in front of you. If you were to write down a single word that described your relationship with your family doctor, what would it be? How about this one? Confidence. Nothing's more important than having confidence in your doctor and confidence is what the doctors in St. Joseph physician network inspire. It begins with knowledge and experience. Our physicians have received the highest level of medical education and demonstrated their excellence through residencies at prestigious healthcare facilities. But great doctors are also people with a genuine understanding of what their patients are going through, communicating frequently, openly, sincerely, real people. People who care about the communities they serve and always have their patients' interests at heart. The more you know about St. Joseph Network physicians, the more you'll feel that confidence. So we invite you to learn more by visiting stjodocs.com. Stjodocs.com. Write that down, right next to the word confidence.
0: For all your auto parts needs, stop by Hoffman Brothers Auto Parts at 500 West Jefferson Street in Plymouth. Hoffman Brothers is affiliated with Federated Auto Parts, dedicated to the professional installers. Hoffman Brothers has specials running each month. If it's a battery you need, check out Hoffman Brothers Battery Central. Hoffman's make sure that you get the right parts and service you need. Stop by 500 West Jefferson Street. Hoffman Brothers, of Federated Auto Parts, opens six days a week. FM 106.1 and AM 1050,
6: WTCA,
4: your hometown radio. four nine three six four zero nine six or text 574-307-6647. Let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Here's Kathy and Rusty.
1: Actually, it's just me. <laughs> People just ran screaming from their breakfast nook.
3: Ah, not just him!
1: Uh, I do have a text. Tech- uh, Kevin had to... Uh, obviously take off he has a business to run uh, but he did check with ty Adley um, on the solar farm or yeah the solar farm uh, he said uh, and Ty responded there's an Impa solar field going in north of us six by state Road 331 that the town of Bremen has been working with it's within the Bremen two mile zoning jurisdiction they just submitted like yesterday they're contractor just contacted them this morning about getting their permit so that is in the process uh of getting a permit for so uh that is that on the solar farm um what else did i need to take care of let's see uh um okay this is what i gotta take care of we're going to have our birthday... Tr- ah, I can't reach the... There we go. I got the hat. Meet John LaFree to come get me some uh, physical therapy for reaching. Um, today, we're going to draw for our prize four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe, also free small drink from the Coffee Lodge. But before we do that, we are going to add a happy birthday to Linda Shirk. Linda, happy birthday to you. You're in the hat. We will shake them up. All the names. And, oh, wait a minute. I've got weekend birthdays. Hang on. Uh, Laura Mann? I thought she said Okay, anyway, Laura, you're in the you're in the hat. Alright. Thought she said it was last Saturday. Anyway, um, Gary Tree Gary! I'm not gonna tell your age, Gary. Happy birthday. You're in the hat. Uh, also Kurt Garner. Is in the hat. His birthday is Sunday. He shares a birthday with my brother. Good for you, Kurt. You're easier to deal with than he is. Anyway, let's uh, let's. <laughs> it's going to kill me. Uh, we're going to shake up the hat, and we're going to reach in. I'm going to turn my head away. I'm I'm actually looking at the computer screen. I'm not looking in the hat, and I'm going to pull out this name. And this name is Lena Carlton. Happy birthday to you on October 10th. And you are the winner of our prize of four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe. Also free small drink from the coffee lot. So happy birthday to you. Now it's time for anniversaries. None of those today. we got one coming up. If you have an anniversary in the month of October, Beatles, go away. I need the Flintstones at this point. All right. Thank you for getting out of the way for them. If you have an anniversary in October, make sure that you uh, get it to us. We're going to wish you a happy anniversary. And then coming up on, well, I guess it would be October 29th, because we don't want it to be a scary anniversary on the 31st. Um, Make sure you get it in here. We will. uh... Yes, Lena Carlton did win, Texter. Lena Carlton did win. Um... Let's see. I said 29th. So 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home is on the line for for that one. We'll have that drawing later in the month. So make sure you get your anniversary in here for us to mention. Trading posts don't have anything. Somebody's got to have something to sell out there. Go to your basement. Grab whatever you see. Don't even look. Just do what I do with the birthdays. Just reach in a general direction. Grab something and come out and sell it.
3: Let's go shopping.
1: As long as it's not a child that happens to be living down there. We won't we won't do that. But uh, get us items. You'll get four days for free. As long as you're in business for any of those items. If you are having a sale or you're looking for something, you can also do that. So, that is the trading post for today. Honestly, that is our show for the day. Uh, Jim Banal will be back on Monday. He will be... Working with me On that Monday So make sure you join us On Monday And uh, have yourselves a great weekend Whoops, ups, ups, ups I don't want to do that I want to do this And stop that And do this The
3: the
4: That's all, folks